Martin Luther reads the book of Romans at a time in which the church is in a state of absolute humanism and greed. Among other offenses, the church is selling indulgences, man-made systematized corruption, whereby people are told that they can purchase justification in God's eyes from the church. As Luther travels the Romans' road, the Spirit of God moves on his heart. God enlightens his mind to a transformational truth. He weeps at the power and beauty of the revelation. Justification, the salvation of the human soul, comes by faith alone. He is profoundly moved and leaves this encounter with the voice of God with a new mission, to proclaim this revelation to others. His proclamation and the movement it sparked is known as the Reformation. As you probably know, it represented a massive shift in the way millions relate to God as people discovered they could receive the free gift of God by faith alone. As a result, the flailing church establishment lost a great deal of its grip on the minds of those people. Change happened. Significant change. The church, and therefore the world, took a major turn, and history has moved from that point forward on a different trajectory. It is almost universally assumed in the Protestant evangelical world that Luther changed the right thing. But what if he didn't? Picture with me a slightly different scenario. What if instead of proclaiming to the world the content of his personal revelation, Martin Luther had also proclaimed the process by which this truth arrived? What if instead of justification by faith alone, Martin Luther began to proclaim this, God speaks to people personally. In reality, Luther proclaimed the content of his encounter to the world and completely ignored the process by which he arrived at that content. This is why we are so prone to changing the wrong thing. We are content-focused rather than process-focused, so we tend to try to fix outcomes rather than fixing the process that repeatedly, faithfully produces those outcomes. Thus, fluid moves of God quickly calcify into brittle law when we fallible humans deliver the content of the move and fail to communicate the process. When God speaks, we deliver His words instead of the transformative revolutionary key, hearing His voice. Content is today's manna, to use the Israelites' miraculous wilderness experience as a metaphor. What God said to you today is what He said to you today. It's content. But the wonderful reality that God provides manna every single day is a process. And if we try to hang on to yesterday's content instead of the process as a whole, we end up with a jar of rotten food. This is precisely what happens when we try to solve problems, at a personal level and at the corporate level of the church. When things around us are in flux, we look at the content and say, Hey, we've done it this way for a long time, but it's no longer working. What if instead of doing it that way, we do it this way? In doing so, we're essentially saying, let's throw out this old content and get new content. Maybe that will work. The question is, where does this tendency come from? The third chapter of Galatians actually describes how this happens. Here Paul addresses the Galatians, who are beginning to be bogged down by this mysterious thing we know as law.
he begins the chapter describing the wonderful way in which the Galatians experienced the beginnings of their faith journey. They heard and believed, and in so doing they received the Spirit. He then chides them for what happens next. Having begun in the Spirit, do you now try to perfect yourselves by the flesh, he asks? It is a frustratingly predictable progression. God tells us something, then invariably we turn God's declaration of a will-be into an ought-to. His promise becomes an obligation. Through some sort of perverse alchemy, we transform hope into hardship. What if instead, when God told us something, we begin to realize that in the act of speaking, He has connected us to the very power that will achieve what He has said?